You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome back to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. This is John, and I'm with Tiny. Hello. And we are here together in a room talking into microphones about weird news once again. And I'm so excited that you decided to jump in and join us. I have several good stories this week. I don't really know which way I'm going to go. Okay, I do have one about lesbian teen birth rates that I'm definitely going to talk about. <laughs> but other than that, I don't really know where I'm going. Okay. Um, what kind of stories you got this week? Well, are we going to talk about your week first? We can. We can. <laughs> okay. I had a pretty good week. I got to go to Tiro, Louisiana and go fishing. On business? It was a business trip, yes. <laughs> and go fishing with my boss and a uh, an acquaintance of ours who we uh, we work with. So mm-hmm. we had a lot of fun and um, caught some big fish. And basically, I'm the new Bill Dance, I think. I may just take up <laughs> fishing as a career now. So that means you got to be a Tennessee fan, though. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. No, I wouldn't be a Tennessee fan. <laughs> Our guide, Justin Head, he owns Head and Tails Fishing Charter in, in T. Rowe, Louisiana. Anybody mm-hmm. who wants to go in there and go fishing, I would highly recommend you use him. Uh, unsolicited plug. He has no idea I do a podcast or anything. Really super cool guy, Baptist minister, and fishing guide. So if that tells you anything about the type of guy he is, he. You mean to tell me he had one of the famous bad boys of Southern evangelical comedy <laughs> on his fishing tour? Yes. He didn't even know it. He didn't even know it. <laughs> he uh, he said he used to be a full-time preacher and a part-time fishing guide, and now he's a full-time fishing guide and a part-time preacher. <laughs> That's how you do it right there. <laughs> he said one pays better than the other. <laughs> he has seven children from the ages of 15 to three months old. All homeschooled and uh, has just really seems like a really great life. He sounds like one of the guys. If you asked him, he would say the Lord was his birth control. <laughs> That's right. Well, <laughs> we asked him. If, that was how I found out he was a Baptist minister. We asked him if he was Catholic. <laughs> okay, I got he was you. like, no, but I have some of their tendencies. <laughs> uh, but anyways, we had a blast. How was your week? Well, you know, I didn't go fishing. Yeah. Or, oh, hold on, time out. <laughs> no Before, business trips. If you hadn't joined the Discord, you oh, can, yeah, join, you can Discord. join our Discord. I, I think I put a picture of my you fish did. in there. So, uh-huh. yeah. Or you can find me on Facebook. I'm I'm popular. A lot of people were very impressed with my fishing acumen. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. But anyway, so tell me about your week. I was very proud of myself because while I didn't get to go on any business trips, mm-hmm. you know, you know, fishing for, for business, you know. Yeah. 
Uh, I did edit, not one, not two, but I edited three podcasts last wow. week on top of my full-time job and being a full-time wow. dad. Uh, I wish I could have helped out, but I was fishing, <laughs> you know? I uh, wish I could have helped out, but I was in another state fishing <laughs> on uh, Lake Marchand and Lost yeah. Lake and all down in the bayou down there. Had a lot of fun. Golly, man, I had so much fun. Not as much fun as I'm sure you had doing um, podcast work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But hey, you know, somebody's got to do it, right? That's right. I'm glad you do. <laughs> there wouldn't it be no podcast without Tiny. I've said it a million times. <laughs> well, as far as stories this week goes, we have an update on the Chinese seeds that people have been okay. receiving in the mail. Yeah. And I've got a case here about a man who he fired uh, warning shots in a hotel lobby for people not social distancing properly. Sure. That's Lot. This seems like a logical thing to do. But I wanted to start with this one, and this is uh, Donald Trump. He says he will ban TikTok from operating in the United States. Oh, my goodness. Oh, what will the youngsters do? <laughs> I don't know. You know, with their free time. What will the Chinese do without all our data? You know, open access <laughs> to homes all around the, all yeah. over the nation. Wow. <laughs> but pl- President Trump on Friday... He said he plans to ban the social media the social media platform TikTok from operating in the United States. As far as TikTok is concerned, we're banning them from the United States, Trump told reporters aboard Air Force One. Okay. The president said he could use emergency economic powers or an executive order as early as Saturday to officially ban the Chinese-owned company from the U.S. He signaled he was not supportive of allowing an American company to acquire TikTok either. So, yeah. If you're Facebook, yeah. uh, you better you can you better get them now. Yeah, <laughs> and get re- a bit in and rebrand as up the clock or something. Yes, right. <laughs> Hickory Dickory Doc. <laughs> <laughs> a TikTok spokesperson responded to Trump's threat by citing the U.S. investment in and involvement with the app, including roughly 100 million American users and nearly 1,000 people hired on the company's U.S. team this year. TikTok U.S. user data is stored in the U.S. with strict controls on employee access. TikTok's biggest investors come from the U.S., the spokesperson said in a statement. We are committed to protecting our users' privacy and safety as we continue working to bring joy to families and meaningful careers to those who create on our platform. Joy to families. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Trump's announcement came hours after reports that Microsoft was in talks to purchase TikTok from the Beijing-based company ByteDance. That report emerged around the same time news outlets reported that Trump was considering signing an executive order by requiring ByteDance to divest the U.S. portion of TikTok because of concerns that the company may be giving sensitive U.S. data collected through the app to the Chinese Communist Party. Sure. Because, you know, any any company in China, because it's a communist state, then the the state pretty much can get what it the wants state out can of get it. Get what they want. Yeah. Yes, right. Uh, which I mean, I suppose you could say the same is true here. Yeah, but, to a certain degree. You remember Apple to, wouldn't unlock that terrorist phone though. That's about to say the government. They have to ask Apple and Google yeah. if they can get the data. They just can't go. And they just can't go get get it. it. Right. But most U.S. companies are just going to say, "Yeah, here you go." Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't want to get on the wrong side of the government. Mister Mister Snowden was the one who revealed all that. True. To us. Yes. Which some people hate Snowden. Other people really like Snowden. I, to me, I feel like he's a hero. That's just my opinion. I wouldn't go as far as hero. I, I mean, 
He didn't. He didn't catch a big old redfish like me. Yeah, he's no. not. Which I don't want to open up a wound here, but he's not posting show art to our Instagram every week. Like it's crazy. <laughs> He you know, should though. You know what? He should. I don't think he would do as good a job as me, to be honest. I've I'm the man for that job. <laughs> and there was a little tiff earlier this week, uh, because I feel like he got a little jealous of all the <laughs> work I do on Instagram. And maybe because Nicole commented on it and you know, she's an attractive girl, and I'm sure that probably hurts your feelings a little bit, too. That's really what it is. I mean, no disrespect. I, I think she's in a relationship and everything. Uh, so no disrespect to her in a relationship <laughs> yes. or anything like that. But, yeah, I mean, you just don't have a lot of attractive women talking about editing shows and stuff. So, Oh, John, you know me so well. <laughs> this probably hurts your feelings a little bit. I hate bit. it when you're right. So, yeah, I wouldn't put Snowden on my level of being mm-hmm. a hero, but he did some good work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, not that I like a contractor exposing U.S. secrets, but when those U.S. secrets are, <laughs> right. hey, guys, we know everything you do online. Yeah. And to heck with the Constitution and illegal search and seizure, we're going to do this in the name of national security. Sure. For me personally, that's a big deal. Now, the rest of the country don't feel the same way I do. Well, I feel but that I thought way. It, but I'm, the majority, like like this dude, he's, uh, he's living in Moscow. He's not allowed to come home. Right. And I feel like most people over here are like, eh, whatever. Yeah, well, I mean— we're Americans after about like two months. We forget about stuff. I'm surprised we still remember coronavirus. You know, one thing Americans are really obsessed with? What's that? Celebrities, right? Right. We don't talk about celebrities enough on our podcast. Maybe we would be more popular if we did. Maybe. But I have some celebrity news this week. Oh, you do? Yeah. Johnny Depp and Amber Head. I'm sorry, Amber Heard are, uh, you sit tell how much I'm into celebrities. <laughs> They're getting a divorce, and things are getting ugly. Okay. But I know our users, our listeners are really, they've probably followed this very close, just like you and I have. Mm-hmm. Well, they've accused each other of pooing and peeing all over their house. That sounds like something a celebrity couple would do, though. <laughs> just just <laughs> wait. Uh, Johnny Depp's libel trial against the Sun publisher, National News Group, has taken a turn for the scatological. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Depp is suing the company over a 2018 headline that called him a wife beater after his ex-wife, Amber Heard, filed for both a restraining order and a divorce over allegations of domestic violence. Now, Depp has denied all allegations of abuse. He would never hit a woman, he says. So, mm-hmm. Unless that was part of the role. Yeah, right. Unless he was playing that in a movie. Yeah, unless uh, Jack Sparrow had to slap somebody around. I don't know. Right. Uh, on Wednesday, the court heard arguments over Heard's testimony that Depp attempted to spell her name in urine after a violent fight. Okay, what's her last name? Is it is it Depp or did she keep her maiden name? I think she kept it Heard. Okay. Now, as a man, and you probably know... I could write Heard. Yeah, oh, easy. Urine. Spelling stuff when you pee, like when you pee on the ground, is one of the great joys in life. I don't yeah. think there's anything wrong with that. Well, my last name is Sullivan, and I would usually tap out right <laughs> out around the V. You can't dot the I. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, and Depp's allegation is that Heard took a, quote, whopper poop on the couple's bed. <laughs> a whopper poop. Is that a, is that a quote there? I had a few of those after eating that Cajun poop. <laughs> uh, now, the, uh, the news group, National News Group, uh, defense rests on 14 horrifying abuse allegations, which Heard claims in her written testimony occurred between 2013 and 2016. 
Heard claims that Depp has been struggling with substance abuse issues and that he repeatedly physically and verbally abused her while high. And she did post some photos of like, you know, cocaine lines cut up and <laughs> liquor bottles and all that that she yes. said was his. Now, I mean, I've figured that's just part of every Hollywood home <laughs> is that you have coke and liquor laying around. Heard alleged that during a fight, Depp slapped her and shoved her, leaving cuts and bruises. And the estate manager, Ben King, testified that he saw cuts on Heard's arms after fights. They were enough to, for me to say, maybe you should put your sleeve down, he said. Or not, maybe you should go to the cops. Just roll your sleeves down. Come on, buddy. <laughs> Depp, meanwhile, has denied that he would have been able to do such a thing with his finger severed because he, he had his little uh, finger. What happened to his finger? I don't know. He claimed his finger was severed when Heard hurled a vodka bottle at him. Golly. Heard said he did it to himself during attack that made her fear for her life. Oh, man. Yeah. So Who knows? I mean, honestly, I think both scenarios are equally <laughs> I possible. Agree. I agree. Depp claims that Heard or one of her friends left feces in the bed, uh, and Heard claims it was one of their dogs, Pistol and Boo. So, <laughs> now, I don't know what size dog you got, a dog will poop in your bed. Oh, a dog, yeah, a dog will poop anywhere. Yeah. Which, by the way, Jay's been my dog. Mm-hmm. We have a cage he sleeps in at night. He's figured out how to escape from the cage. So oh. Deidre started taking my little practice amp and putting it in front of the door. Well, we get home from church today, and he's escaped again, and he gnawed through the power cord to my amp. Oh, no. I, yeah. So whatever. That's fine. Deidre's ready to send him to Fayette. And let him live with her mom and dad. Is that, hold on. Is send him to Fayette. Is that like a euphemism? No, but if he goes to Fayette, <laughs> he'll die because there are coyotes and everything. And he'll, right. he don't know. He's been a city dog his whole life, so he don't know. I know when I was growing up and there was a dog that had, let's just say, outlived its usefulness. Yes. The term used around our home was uh, went to the farm. Yeah, had to go to the farm. Had to go Everybody to the farm to live. Yes. Kevin Murphy, an estate manager who worked for Depp for several years, testified that he was sullen about the incident. Um, at that stage, I believe he suggested getting the feces DNA tested to see where they had came from. Oh, man. Now, I've seen many a sign on a power pole for like a $99 DNA test. He should have just sent one in, right? <laughs> I yeah? guess. I mean, if it's huh, that would certainly answer any questions, although... I would assume that the defendant could always come back and say, well, there's not a proper chain of custody. <laughs> true. Yes, <laughs> that's true. But anyways, I just found it interesting mm-hmm. that if things go south in your relationship, pooping on the bed is an option. <laughs> you know? Right. I mean, I mean, it doesn't say in the story, but how do you, like, do you bring a roll of toilet paper with you to the bed for that? Or do you just hope you pinch? You just use a pillowcase. <laughs> use a pillowcase. Do you hope you pinch clean and just go on about your day? You know? I don't know. I don't either. I'll say this. I can't imagine. Honestly, I can't <laughs> imagine doing that to somebody else. I, mean, I would have to really, <laughs> really be angry. Like, imagine. I just Tara's mad. You're doing the podcast. You, like, get home tonight. You walk <laughs> in your bedroom, like, take off your shoes or whatever, and she's just perched up on the bed. Just <laughs> What would you do? Well, I do know that that is impossible because okay. Tara does not poop. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, all right. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't understand it. Yeah, I don't think about it a whole lot. But yeah, I guess somehow her body just uses everything she <laughs> yeah. consumes. Okay, she don't poop or fart either one. All right. 
I don't know what I would do if Deidre's doing. I'd probably tackle her, you know? <laughs> John would be into it. I'd be like, no, I wouldn't be into it. But I'd be like, uh, that's a good mattress. Let's not ruin it, okay? <laughs> like, it voids the warranty if you have stains on it. It's a symbol mattress that, sold uh, by Spiller Furniture. I was about to say uh, free plug. It's a yeah, symbol. Symbol mattresses symbol made mattresses. in America. One of the best mattresses you can buy. People don't know a lot about them because they don't do a ton of advertising because they don't have to. Are they better than the purple mattress? Yeah, they're 100% better. People are idiots who are buying beds off the internet and having them shipped to their house. It's like one big piece of foam. And they're like, oh, it's great. I feel so good. All right, let me know how you feel in about five years on it. Okay? All right? You got a piece of foam. What do you think is going to happen? What about Casper? Oh, same for them. People who, I mean. Avocado? First of all, let me say. Bed in a box. Symbol makes a bed in a box mattress. You can buy it on our website, spillerfurniture.com. If you want to, it's called a pack and roll. But uh, bed in the box companies, uh, they advertise a lot on podcasts. All right. Okay. <laughs> but they're not paying my salary. Okay. <laughs> so I, I could do like you and ruin any advertising possibilities like you did with McDonald's with us. Um, well, look, but just, bed I mean, in the boxes are not, I mean, they're, it's proven they don't, they don't last very long. But I will say they all have like a a sixty day trial or like mm-hmm. a three month or trial or whatever. I feel like if you Casper rotated hundred night trial, okay. I feel like if you rotated between companies, you could go like years without paying for a mattress and just sleeping on their thing and be like, well, I don't like it. Let me turn it in do and get over. You have to send it back. Yeah, do you, sure I mean, do you, you have to do. Pay to send it back is what I mean. I would imagine so. Okay, that yeah. might be that might get expensive. Yeah. But I honestly, now this isn't just I'm not just doing this for the podcast, but. Me and Tara are flirting with the idea uh-huh. of getting a mattress. Okay. And I know there's a lot of mattress companies out there that there love are. to advertise a podcast. Yeah. So. I'll tell you what. I'll just say this. You go around town. Okay. In our town, you go to any of the mattress-only stores that are around. Everybody knows their names. I'm not going to say them, but everybody knows their names. You lay on their mattresses. You find one you like. Get the specs of it. Mm-hmm. Come to our store in Northport. Lay on all their mattresses. You can lay on one with the exact same specs, and I guarantee it'll be cheaper, including the box spring, than what you would get at one of their stores. But what if I For the really... same type mattress. But what if I want to buy a mattress that I've never seen before or tested out or yeah. laid on before right. and That's pay just, all that money? That folds up and fits in a box. <laughs> yeah. No, it makes perfect sense. People are doing it left and right. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, and they're like, oh, yeah, I love it. They sleep great. I'm like, okay, yeah, but keep just keep on. Like, they don't know. Yeah, foam always holds up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, That's talking mattresses with John and Tiny. Well, I'm just putting it out there for any mattress companies. So. But Deidre ain't messing up my mattress because I love it. It's a great mattress. Okay. And symbol. Symbol. Yeah, check them out. They're all right. American made. Got a factory in Jasper, Alabama. And we know Jasper only produces quality. Okay. <laughs> right. I was about to say, Jasper, folks in Jasper love mattresses. They do. They do. <laughs> Yes, but for any mattress that you have, if you have a stain on it, it voids the warranty, okay. regardless of any whoever it is. So you can't really test out the mattress if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you got to put a mattress cover on it, okay? Waterproof mattress gotcha. cover, because that's a government thing. The government—they're not going to let a company take it back. They don't know if it's blood right. or wine or semen on there. Who knows? And you—they can't let a company take that back <laughs> in. That line from the office to say their blood, urine, or semen. Yes, and right. Michael's like, "Oh, I hope it's urine." <laughs> <laughs>
So if you have a if you buy a new mattress from wherever you get it, yeah. make sure you get a quality mattress cover, which we sell those too at Spiller Furniture and Mattress, and uh, and put it on there to protect your investment. Mm-hmm. You know, now if you buy like a cheapo one year warranty mattress, then don't worry about it. Just sleep straight on it. Don't even put sheets on that bad boy because they're gonna <laughs> last very long anyways. Right. Yeah. Well, John, uh, moving on from mattress talk, <laughs> what do you think about these mysterious seeds? China have um, been showing up. I've been perplexed by them. You know, like it's weird. Yes, I really want to believe that some kind of mutated plant, I a carnivorous t- plant, that's going to grow up like little shop of horrors. You know, oh, I feel it's like uh, the next wave of kudzu. You know, <laughs> right? That's what I thought. It's just an invasive species that's going to take over everything. Well, this next story comes from USA Today. And it simply says the USDA identifies some of the mysterious unsolicited seeds oh. after all 50 states issue warnings. Now, I knew there had been some warnings sent out. I didn't know Alabama had. Oh, know yeah. Every single state has, has sent out a memo saying, hey, look, don't plant these. Yeah, I'm sure Meemaw's on top of things. <laughs> I mean, I haven't received any mysterious seeds in the mail, but if I did, I, it would be so hard not to plant them. I would not plant them. I think I would. Yeah. Now, I would put them in a planter. But I would just I I would have to know. You're gonna it's gonna you're gonna be the guy, patient zero, <laughs> that gets something that's gonna kill all the trees in the United States. <laughs> Feed me, Tiny. <laughs> well, anyway, the US Department of Agriculture has identified fourteen kinds of seeds in the mysterious packages that have appeared to have been unsolicited from China to people around the country. All fifty states have issued warnings about these packages, some of which contain flowering plants like morning glory fiscus, and roses. According to Osama Elisi with the Plant Protection Program of the USDA's Plant and Animal Health Inspection Service, Elisi said other packages contain vegetables such as cabbage and herbs, including mint, sage, rosemary, and lavender. Oh, well, there you go. No, no sounds deal. harmless. Right. They're just sending out regular seeds. That's how they get you, you know? <laughs> they get everybody so like, oh, no, it's just, well, which Morning Glory is not good if you're farming, you know, like it'll mm-hmm. it'll take over. But uh, Morning Glories are pretty cool to plant in your garden. Well, they say that this is just a subset of the samples that we've collected so far, he said on Wednesday. Spokesperson for the USDA said the department is urging anyone who receives these packages not to plant them and to contact their state plant regulatory official and keep the seeds in packaging, including the mailing label, until they receive further instruction. Okay. At this time, we don't have any evidence indicating this is something other than a brushing scam where people receive unsolicited items from a seller who then post false customer reviews to boost their sales. Oh, I didn't even know that was a you thing. Didn't know that was a thing. I'll accept all. Like you can make reviews for me for any. Send the free stuff to me. It's fine. Yeah, that's what uh, some of these overseas sellers will do. They'll just yeah. send their product to somebody and then just write I a like review. Like it's a sale. Yeah, and then they'll go on and write the review themselves. Like Tiny loves mm-hmm. his new sound bar for his TV or whatever. Right. right. I'm all for that. <laughs> right. Like, how do I let these Chinese companies know they can send me free stuff and write reviews? I on think, my behalf, because I, I, I'm not a review guy. A lot of people are mm-hmm. review guys, but I'm not a review guy. I can't. I won't waste time doing that. I think step one would be to download TikTok and <laughs> okay. create an account. There we go. That's the first thing you got to do if you want these All unsolicited right. packages. Get ready for me. <laughs> 
I know all the dances because Libby makes me learn them. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> oh, Libby, she doesn't have TikTok, but she watches YouTube videos of TikTok gotcha. dances, and she knows them all. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, the USDA is currently collecting seed packages from recipients and will test their contents and determine if they contain anything that could be of concern to the U.S. agriculture or the environment. Robin Prusner, state seed control official at the Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship in Iowa, oh. told Reuters that she is concerned the seeds may have been coated with something, possibly insecticide or fungicide, that could damage crops. Sure. I've had people describe to me that the seeds are coated with something purple. I haven't had it in my hands yet, but it sounds an awful lot like a seed treatment, she told the outlet. Hmm. Sid Miller, the Texas Agricultural Commission, which... Let me just say that all the folks, all the agriculture people, like, yeah. this is their moment to shine. Oh, yeah. The I country know. didn't know these people existed. Until this is now. like the uh, deaf translators, <laughs> yes. the sign language translators back when Corona first hit the <laughs> yes. hit the news. That was, that was their time to shine. Now the ag commissioners are getting in. This is the best thing that's ever happened. What a glow up this year for, for <laughs> occupations nobody really cared about. But anyway, he warned that the packages could contain harmful invasive species. Absolutely. Or be otherwise unsafe, according to a news release. Invasive species are organisms not native to a certain region. The introduction of invasive species could cause the destruction of native crops, introduce disease to native plants, and could be dangerous to livestock. Okay. A la kudzu. Yeah. Which just... has completely taken over Montgomery, right. Alabama. It's taken over everywhere. It has. I mean... I- I rode through Alabama, Mississippi, and Louisiana, and it was kudzu. Everywhere. Yeah. And invasive plant species might not sound threatening, but these small invaders could destroy Texas agriculture, Miller said in the release. The Texas Department of Agriculture has been working closely with the USDA to analyze these unknown seeds so we can protect Texas residents. Some of the packages were labeled as jewelry and may have Chinese writing on them, according to the officials. Some people say that they may have put... Jewelry on these to slip them through customs, right. you know, because yeah. I mean, if it's customs says, ain't gonna let some seeds just yeah, come through. seeds or anything like that, they're gonna they're gonna you know take it out and look at it. Yeah. If you put jewelry on it, it'll just slip right through. Absolutely. Lori Cully, who lives in Tool, Utah, told Fox 13 that she was excited to find two small packages in her mailbox that appeared to contain earrings. I opened them up and they were seeds. She said, obviously they're not jewelry. She told the outlet that she posted about the strange incident on Facebook. And at least 40 people reached out to her saying that something similar had happened to them. You know, uh, if, if anyone out there in the listening audience gets some mysterious seeds, we would like to know. Sure. And we would like to remind you that the Department of Agriculture and the USDA says don't plant them. Absolutely. But Tiny at the Earth Body <laughs> Podcast says. <laughs> I'm siding with the government on this one. All right. I think what we should do. Nothing ventured, nothing gained. We need to mail seeds back to them. Like <laughs> Cucklebar seeds, right. you know? Yeah. <laughs> all, these, all the stuff, those little uh, stickers they get in your grass, mail them back to them. <laughs> Let, let's see what happens then. That's a great idea. Start an all-out seed war, you know? <laughs> <laughs> That's a great idea. You know, we're, we'll talk after the show. Okay. We're doing this. No, you're doing it. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> That's too much work for me. I got fish to catch. I got business trips to go on, things like that. All you got to do is work and support your entire family and uh, raise two young children. Yeah. Yeah. And edit the podcast and mail out seeds. Yeah. In an apparent cold war with China. <laughs> That's right. Cold war with China. <laughs> well, Tiny, 
Let's talk about a subject that's near and dear to your heart. Let's do it. Lesbians. <laughs> More specifically, lesbian teens. Okay. Okay. Um, this comes from lifesitenews.com. And the headline reads, lesbian teens are getting pregnant more than twice as often as their peers. Hmm. I'm assuming that none of their peers live in Utah. (laughs) Well, I think they're doing the lesbian thing wrong, personally. (laughs) Not, Not to pass judgment. And studies indicate that homosexuals are having sex more often than heterosexuals. Okay, well, there's no surprise there. Statistics show that women who identify as a lesbian become pregnant at a much higher rate than straight women, and homosexual men are impregnating women at a significantly greater percentage than heterosexual men. How? <laughs> well, I mean, do I, well, when a man loves a woman, Tiny, <laughs> you want to take that love into an intimate l- place. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about when a man loves a man loves a woman. Yeah. I don't. Let's just get into the meat of the article <laughs> okay. here. Okay. Uh, a Minneapolis Star Tribune graphic visually illustrates a disparity, which if you want to check the show notes, you can see the graphic. The pregnancy rates are verified by studies in several nations, all showing that homosexual pregnancy rates are two to seven times higher than heterosexual pregnancy rates. And pro-homosexual organizations acknowledge that unintended pregnancy is huge in the LGBT. Hold on, LGBT youth world. Additionally, both male and female homosexuals are significantly more sexually active than heterosexuals. Um, It says that uh, this guy here, Glenn T. Stanton, Mm -hmm. noted that the pregnancy rate among homosexuals as much as seven times greater than heterosexuals. And he said, that's a great deal of pregnancy possible sex going on among teens and adults who were supposedly born that way. (laughs) <laughs> to want non-pregnancy possible sex. Seems like this guy's a little, uh, he's not a fan of the old uh, homosexual LGBTQ right. crowd. I mean, okay, here's just, I, hopefully, I hope you get, I know you're not done with the article yet. Sure. It doesn't surprise me in the least that homosexual couples are having sex more than heterosexual couples. Yeah. What does surprise me is they're getting pregnant more often. That's the part I don't understand. (laughs) Well, maybe if you're like a lesbian, you don't think it's a possibility. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Let's say the guy continued to say, we must ask what's going on in the emotional lives of these individuals that has them behaving in such a hyper-sexualized manner. Their own dignity and well-being demands honest investigation free of ideological assumptions. Also, they're going to note drug and alcohol abuse before and during sex was rampant among LGBTQI youth. I don't know what the I is. That's new. Uh According Mm -hmm. to statistics, especially among males. Homosexual activists blame the promiscuity slash pregnancy stats on outside influences such as societal rejection, peer pressure, and a non-accepting home environment, and others point to insufficient sex ed for gay youth. Now, I'm not a genius or anything, but I don't know how much sex ed is going to help when all you got to say is if you like guys, you probably just need to sleep with guys, and if you like girls, you probably just need to sleep with girls, and then nobody's getting pregnant, Yeah. See, that's the well, that that's what confused me so much because if you have hmm, let's say let's say you have a bunch of ducks, okay? Okay. And the ducks are either all boy or all girl. 
it doesn't matter how much sex they're having. You're not going to get more ducks, right? Right. I don't know. Well, it says, Team Wise Minnesota, a pro-gay organization tasked with promoting sexual health, discovered the promiscuity slash pregnancy disparity when student surveys included a question asking students about their sexual orientation. So up until now, I guess nobody really thought to say, are you gay? Mm-hmm. You know, or are you lesbian? Are you homosexual? Are you any of the other letters? A bi. I guess these people would fall into the bi category. Yeah, maybe at it, the very least, I, right? I, it, it, that's what makes sense to me is that it's uh, all the bi people are getting <laughs> right. But I, you know, I don't know, and I, it could be that uh, you know, um, I'm sure a, a lesbian couple may want a child, and they may solicit the help of someone in making that happen. Oh, yeah, you know? that, that happens so I think a that lot. Could, that could be play a uh-huh. factor into this. I saw it was just kind of a wild the, headline, right? Well, yeah, and you said in that headline, unless I heard you wrong, that it said homosexual men mm-hmm. are impregnating more yeah. women. Right. I mean, yeah. are they keeping the doctors busy <laughs> at the fertility clinic? I don't know. I don't Maybe understand. so. Maybe. I, I mean— it's it puts your brain into a pretzel if you think about it too hard, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's an unsolved mystery as of right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, bye, people. <laughs> Keeping <laughs> the old human race alive because us old heteros are not getting our job, getting a job done. No. At least in the teenage category. I mean, I guess heterosexual people just get a lot of headaches. <laughs> and they're tired yeah. a lot. They're tired a lot. A oh, lot. I mean, tired. tired. I mean, so somehow tired. we both work the same amount of hours every week. Well, one of us is significantly more tired than the other one. Yeah. So I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see some follow up studies on this. Mm-hmm. I would say if you were on the LGBTQI now uh, side, you would say that these people aren't truly, you know, a hundred percent. Unless they were bi. Yeah, they would have to be They bi, would have to right? be bi, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is Again, fine. unless they're just keeping the, and I, I think the fertility that, clinic doctors. Being right. I think, I, of course, I don't know a whole lot about the inner workings of the LGBTQI community, but I think there's a lot of, you can slide along those letters, you know, mm-hmm. pretty well. You know, that's just the way it rolls there. And and that's people got the freedom to do what they want to do. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. One way you could be bi and then decide to be hardcore homosexual, and then maybe just say, "I don't feel like a hardcore homosexual. I feel like a woman trapped in a man's body." You know, those things can happen. People yeah. got the freedom to do what they want to do in this country. Well, one thing, one freedom that they have but they shouldn't have, okay, is uh, when they're not properly social distancing. Oh they're yes, supposed to be. Well, <laughs> I sent a picture to my good friend Mud Hut of me with that fish. I was so proud. First person I sent it to before anybody else. Right. And his only response to it was, you're not wearing a mask. What are you doing? Trying to kill people? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's this one man in Miami who took it so serious ah. that he decided to go on and fire off a few warning shots. Wow. Because the people were not getting the message. We have another story from USA Today. Man fires warning shots in Miami hotel lobby after telling guests, you all aren't social distancing. All right. It says this was a man, but I bet his name was still Karen. (laughs) It's uh, Kevin. (laughs) Yeah. 
A 29-year-old man was arrested in Miami Beach, Florida after firing four warning shots and telling a mother and her son that they weren't social distancing in a Miami hotel lobby. (laughs) Fortunately, the shots didn't result in any injuries. A woman and her family guest at the Crystal Beach Suites Hotel had checked in earlier in the day on July 27th, according to a Miami Beach Police Department report provided by Public Information Officer Ernesto Rodriguez. The woman told police that she and her son went down to the lobby to wait for her boyfriend. While she was there, they waited by the lobby elevator. They encountered Douglas Marks, who they did not know. You all need to leave, Marks told the woman and her son, and that you all aren't social distancing, according to a statement she gave to the Miami Beach police. She said that she ignored him and took her son to sit on the couch in the lobby, but overheard him saying, let me take care of them. I have two people not following directions. (laughs) She said she heard Marks repeat, you all need to leave, and then heard gunshots and ran out of the hotel, son in tow. Her son supported his mother's statements and said that he saw Marks holding a black gun, which okay. is a very popular color yes. for most firearms. Yeah, it is. You use a go black or stainless steel, either one. <laughs> it's yeah. one of those. Several other witnesses confirmed they saw Marks with the gun and heard multiple shots. USA Today has reached out to Crystal Beach Suites Hotel for comment. According to the report, Marks confessed his involvement after being taken to the Miami Beach Criminal Investigations Unit. He claimed he thought he was being followed. He told the front desk clerk to call 911 and then fired four warning shots. Hotel surveillance footage confirmed the incident details. Police then took Marks to Turner Guilford Knight Correctional Center. He was charged with two counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, firearm use, and display while committing a felony and discharge of a firearm in public. He has since posted bail. Now, here's my question to you, John. Was this just a crazy guy who was uh, shooting a gun and going off on people? Or is he a hero? He's a hero. He's trying to save lives. <laughs> According to some of the ladies on my Facebook, this man is a hero. <laughs> he is a hero. <laughs> just saving lives left and right. Right. You got to do what you got to do. If you're in a dire situation and people are standing too close to each other, Shoot off a few rounds, you know? Mother and her son. That's right. He told them to leave. Right. He told them to social distance, and they didn't do it. They didn't do it. So, no. I mean. He, now, never mind. They live in the same house, <laughs> probably riding the same car. But, yeah, you know, they need to be six feet apart. The article says nobody got hurt. Yeah. So, so would you rather get scared with a gunshot, or would you rather die from a from a, a disease that you have a ninety nine point nine percent recovery recovery rate? rate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I'm just saying, this guy's a hero. Yeah. He's saving people's lives. Well, speaking of life saving procedures, this story could be a little sensitive to some. So, you know, just keep that in mind as you're listening. But it's actually a, a feel good story. Okay. <laughs> I know what John means when he says that. (laughs) Father who lost penis to blood infection has a new living one built on his arm. NHS experts, now this comes from over in Britain, made Malcolm McDonald, 45 years old, a new penis through a 50,000-pound arm graft procedure. Pound is the monetary amount. That's not the size of the penis. Just so everybody knows. Thank you. He didn't get an upgrade for sure. He didn't get like a Moby arm. 
<laughs> the father of two had endured a long-term perineum infection. You know what a perineum is? That's like that little... That's the taint. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's commonly referred to as the taint. I've also uh, referred to as the fermunda. <laughs> which saw his penis turn black before falling completely off in 2014. Oh, man. The mechanic, who turned to drinking heavily after the distressing experience... Understandable. Uh, understandable. you got a reason to drink heavily. Uh, told the son how he simply picked up his appendage and put it in the bin where the when the day came. As he had been warned by the doctors, it was inevitable by that point. Oh, no. Just imagine working and it drops off one day. And you say, well... <laughs> and, you, and you've known the whole time right. this was it's coming. coming. Time to give me a Band-Aid. It finally happened. Yeah, I'm throwing it in the trash. Uh, he told the paper how his life and self-confidence fell apart, uh, but then he found hope after his GP, I assume that's general practitioner, told him about Professor David Ralph, a urology expert at University College Hospital in central London, mm-hmm. who had previously made headlines around the world for creating a bionic penis for a man who was born without one. We talked about that, That's didn't right. we? Yes. We talked about that on this show. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mr. McDonald, who nicknamed his unusually placed penis Jimmy. We all have a name, <laughs> right? I mean, let's just be honest. Everybody's got a name. He named his Jimmy, as it is his new mate, told the paper, uh, for two years after losing my fe- penis, I felt a shadow of a man. Why did he put it on his arm, though? Let's, let's keep right, read on. Okay. When the arm penis was fitted, it was all my Christmases at once. I was so <laughs> emotional because it was a chance at a new start. He added, of course, it is mad having a penis on your arm. <laughs> Not even I'm used to it. But when you think about it, it's actually amazing. The mechanic has had to learn to laugh with his friends at the pub if the penis is spotted beneath his long sleeve shirt. <laughs> Professor Ralph con- constructed Mr. McDonald's penis and is set to fit it as soon as possible post at pandemic. Professor Ralph told the son that Mr. McDonald's appendage is a living, breathing part of his body, and once the penile implant is fitted, will allow the patient to both urinate and have intercourse. So to create the penis, a skin flat was taken from McDonald's left arm and rolled to form the correct shape. Okay. A urethra and tubes with a hand pump were then both installed to allow the father to use both the toilet and create a mechanical erection. And they ran the the plumbing yeah. from his bladder the up, sh- back through his torso and then to his arm. No, I imagine they got it ready to fit when it's time. You know, like he's not mm-hmm. pumping it up and, <laughs> and visiting his wife right now with it on his arm, okay. right? Uh The shaft is currently detached from the forearm, allowing the penis to dangle naturally. Okay. (laughs) A series of delays, some involving transport scheduling scheduling issues for Mr. McDonald, has meant the penis was not fitted in 2018 as planned. The most recent surgery was canceled in April due to the pandemic, but the mechanic is hopeful it will be grafted between his legs before the end of 2020. Oh, okay. So they haven't moved it yet. Yeah, no, it's still on his arm. But but they are though. Yeah, they're oh, going to. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. For some reason, yeah. I thought this was his final home. Yeah, no, like he no. was going to be Edward Dildo <laughs> from here on out. You know, 
And I just couldn't understand why they decided to put it up there on his arm, you know? <laughs> well, I, mean, I don't either. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's where it's going to be for I thought forever. that's where it's going to stay. <laughs> yeah, I thought, you know, like, you know, what's the- <laughs> Like his wife gets in the mood. He's just like sitting there watching TV with his arm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. I can or see that. Like he's watching a bikini contest and all of a sudden, like, he's got to roll his sleeve up. He's got his big old, big old, uh, he's pitching a tent on his long sleeve shirt. Yeah. I mean, I or said, how about this? How about. I mean, it'd be a great prank to just walk up to somebody and stick out your arm like an arm cannon and just whiz in the face, you know, like a, yes. one of those clown squirt flowers say, Make or a something. handshake awkward, you know? <laughs> yes. Make a handshake real awkward. <laughs> well, like you I said. You could some new type of martial art. <laughs> you could penis slap people. Instead of, instead of nunchucks, that's numb nuts. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but um ching. Uh I said it's a feel good story, man. The guy's yeah. gonna get his Jimmy back. That's great. Yeah, named named it okay. Jimmy. I would have came up with a much better name, right. but Jimmy's fine. Um and I'm glad he's gonna have a, a functioning mm-hmm. penis for himself and his loved one. You know? Right. Yeah. It's tough. Man, if you know yours like one day it's gonna fall off. Uh, it's, I'm stopping doing the podcast, by the way. <laughs> I'll never be funny again. You know? Yes. I just couldn't do it. Well, you know, Tom Green, he was hilarious till he got testicular cancer. <laughs> right. And yeah. That that tends to uh Well, the fact that Tom Green only really had one joke was which was let me do something outrageous. in my in my outrageous <laughs> in my parents' house or to my parents' house. Yes. That kind of got old pretty quick. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it that was, was part though. of it. It was funny for a little while. But you're like, hey, man, how many statues of your parents having sex can you get made and put in the front yard or paint their house plaid or whatever? Well, you can do it several times. Yeah, about, what, like three, four years worth. Yeah. <laughs> three, four years worth of episode. But I think Tom Green's still pretty funny. I saw him on, uh, he was on Celebrity Apprentice. Okay, I haven't. With Donald Trump. He knows the president. Okay, well, you I know? just, I haven't, I haven't seen him do much since yeah. all that. I think he... He doesn't have to do much. Well, yeah, that's good. Yeah. He was one of the, like, I remember when blogs were a thing. Yeah. Way back when blogging first started. Right. Huge. Right. Because he He was all about it. Yeah. And he had his, like, oh, that's how he got on MTV, I think, is he had, like, a little interview, his blog, and he Mm -hmm. would put, like, a little funny stuff up, videos up on it. And they were like, hey, you want to do a show? Mm -hmm. And he just basically did mess with his parents for the most part. Go drink milk straight from a cow udder. Well, he he humped a dead moose too. Oh yeah, don't forget about I that. I missed that one. I missed that one. It was immortalized in an Eminem song. Oh well, I'm not up on Eminem either. Like <laughs> well, I said, he's be. not around anymore. I mean, he's around, but yeah, he's, he not, he's not doing albums no more. He made a I hate Trump song. You remember? He did, he did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Trump never said anything about it though. Well, I I didn't know he did one. Yeah. It doesn't. Well, you don't want to get in a war of words with Eminem. You know, like even Trump's smart enough to know that. That dude's like a pro at it. So, uh-huh. yeah, you don't want to try to go back at him. Well, anyways, so penis on the arm. One day will be where it's supposed to be, and everything will be good. You know what goes well with penises on forearms? <laughs> Let's talk about Cajun Curl. Let's do it. And I want to thank... The owner of Cajun Curl, Brandon White, 
for giving me a Grateful Dead album <laughs> by Via Tiny. He was going to drive by the office, but I, I was leaving to go on my fishing trip. Mm-hmm. So I said, probably best bet, get it to Tiny. Right. And so touching, very touching. I appreciate it. <laughs> you know, uh, I wish more listeners would sponsor us and give me gifts. So uh, in return, I took a can of Cajun Curl down to the camp house and left it there. So, oh, nice. yeah, we used it and let other people use it too. So we want to thank our sponsor, world famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order their spice and their Cajun Curl cutter for potatoes all on CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is the spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Their spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. It's easy to use, it's easy to clean, and it will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you want to turn your cookout or event up a notch, imagine whipping up a batch of homemade potato chips. Sprinkle the Cajun Curl Spice on it, fry them up, it'll be the best thing you've ever had ever in your life. Better than some of y'all's sex life, apparently, <laughs> based on the Patreon chat on Discord. So just going to throw that out there. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou Blended Spice, but the chip cutter as well. And you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally in the Tuscaloosa Northport area, it's available at Bowles Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, Mark's Martin Downtown Northport, and Lurleen Wallace Piggly Wiggly, the Piggly Wiggly on Lurleen Wallace Boulevard. All of their products are made in the USA, so you not so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Girl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, it's low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10. That's EOP and the number 10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask you to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, how about we go to the phone? Let's do it. This first voicemail comes from our buddy Nate. All right, Nate Dog. All right, it's Nathan. I think McDonald's has the best fries because they're pretty good and they're cheap. Atta boy. Five Guys would have better fries, but they're like $20 for That's right. some fries. I don't know. Um, not fast food either. Five Guys, <laughs> you order up at the counter, but you sit down and they bring you the food from the one Five Guys that I McDonald's, you order and you go up and get the food that is a true fast food five guys is not fast food they bring your food to you that's true it's not, not sit down food but it's closer to sit down food than it is to fast food so i think john won this argument in my eyes so mm-hmm. well everyone else is wrong bye there you go. <laughs> All right. All right, Nate, going places in life. This young man, <laughs> he's a critical thinker. He's going places in life. He's all right. Now, he's no dapper man. 
He's all right. <laughs> no, Nate knows what's going on. He perfectly described the difference between counter service and table service. Those are industry terms. Uh, and what differentiates fast food from fast casual. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Okay, well, what about just fries in general? Well, McDonald's has the best fries. Well, I was about to say, now hold on, let's change the argument. It's not best Are you fast trying food to because fries. you want to win? No, I'm just asking. This is just a question. How about this, John? You win. You win best fast food fries or not five guys. Somebody I'm, clip this out. I'm still not convinced it's McDonald's, but best fries in general, uh, would it still be McDonald's? No, it'd be Vassar's Mini Mart in Selma, Alabama. <laughs> well, I certainly can't argue with that. <laughs> okay, there you go. Yeah. And we got another voicemail from Jacqueline. Hi, John and Tiny. It's Jacqueline. I hope you can hear me. I'm outside and it might be a little windy because uh, we sort of have summer here, but not quite. So it's just a little windy and a little chilly. But anyway, um, on this week's show, loved it. Uh, loved all the talk about UFOs. Here's my thought on that. Um, you were saying the technology couldn't be of this earth. My thought- Hold on. It was not Tiny saying this technology couldn't be right. on Earth. That was Dr. Eric Davis, yes. physicist for... Cincinnati Reds outfielder. <laughs> not that one. <laughs> okay. That was him claiming <laughs> that this technology could not be of this Earth. My thought is, couldn't be of this Earth right now. So, my personal belief is that aliens are actually human time travelers from the far, far future. Things like um, that book. Oh, my God. Why can't I think of the name of it right now? Um, the Bible. Anyway, you know what I'm talking about? Where they got, oh, the time machine. Oh, my God. Flat me out. The time machine where, you know, the guy goes back. Anyway, uh, so I think that aliens are just really evolved humans from the future. That's my thought on that. Um, So right now, you'd be maybe interested to know, uh, your Earth Oddity stickers are adorning my lovely Kia soul. So, you know, people are going to be around my town associating Kias with Earth Oddity. So sorry about that. Uh, the worst car, I think, is uh, Ford. Um, Ford? As I'm told, it stands for found on road dead. I've heard that. But I yeah. No, I've never driven one because uh, that's what I was always told. So anyway, uh, my favorite car, though, ever, and this is going to sound so randomly weird, um, My when I was little, my dad had two Chevrolet Chevettes. And one was in the driveway on Bloxer Park, uh, and the other was for driving. And uh, to this day, I don't know that I've seen one, and I really, really want one. So if anybody knows where I can be hooked up with a Chevrolet Chevette, um, I am willing to pay not a lot of money for it, of course, because I'm <laughs> probably not worth a lot. But anyway, I would be interested. Uh, and something I discovered this week is musically, I guess, is the works of uh, the metal works of Christopher Lee. Yes, that Christopher Lee, the actor that was the second best to Dracula. After no kidding. The of course. Uh, anyway, he's got a couple of metal albums out, and for the life of me, I don't know why it's taken me this long to listen to them. But I finally got them this week, and oh, I, I, I'm kicking myself for not getting them sooner. Check them out. They're like metal but they're melodic and operatic and they're just absolutely gorgeous works one is called metal knight with a k and then the rest is the the charlemagne's oh so good anyway on that note uh hope you guys are having a great week i am having a great week pandemic is actually being pretty good for me because i've never worked so much in my entire life get that over time and uh (laughs) i will talk to you later bye wow had no idea christopher lee made a metal album well, and I want to say there are probably multiple rednecks in Alabama who have Chevette somewhere in their yard, yeah. like in front of their t- 
trailer, you know. Surely it's not that hard to find one. I mean, you can't buy just one, though. <laughs> you need two. <laughs> one for parts. Yes, one for parts. <laughs> and maybe we're a little rough on Kia. You know, I think Kia's made some strides over the years since their buy one, get one free days. <laughs> you, you even said that last week. Yeah. That you thought that they were not. The Kia of 2020 yeah, is not, it's not the, the same Kia of Kia. 2000. Yeah, Julio Jones wouldn't put his name (laughs) up against something that wasn't top notch. I'll just say that much. That much. And you know, it's it's a mild summer day here in Alabama, too. It was probably like I don't know, eighty eight today or something. It wasn't too hot. No. Yeah, I think maybe that's part of uh, whatever that hurricane's doing down there, close to Miami. Nice. Yeah. You want to hear a little bit of uh, Christopher Lee? Sure, I don't even know who Christopher Lee is. Oh, come on. Is he Ken to Sarah Lee, who makes the <laughs> snack cakes? Yes, John. Okay. That's who it is. <laughs> I'm about to look you up. I'm sure I'll know him if I see him. But he was uh he was he was the Highlander. Okay. He was riding in the movie Mortal Kombat. All right. Still not ringing a bell. Oh my god. I don't even know you. Oh, this dude, the old dude. Well, I mean, he wasn't always old, but he was uh, Gandalf, wasn't he? Was he Gandalf? He wasn't Gandalf. Was he Gandalf? No, he was somebody else. So. If you're playing this in church, you are going <laughs> to hell. He was Saruman. Saruman, yeah. He's dead now. You didn't know that? Uh... Like a- Better hope St. Peter liked that album. <laughs> I heard a little bit of devil talk in there. I'm <laughs> just saying. Hope you got your life right, buddy. <laughs> uh, I'll the just- Striper's getting into heaven. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Striper. <laughs> People had not thought about Striper in a while. That was my very first concert to ever go to at the auditorium at Sanford University. I'll still, I'll still stream that on occasion. The, the only thing, the oh yeah, the yeah. only thing I really remember about it is I sat way up close to the top with my cousin Judd, who's probably listening. Shout out to Judd, one of the greatest men in the universe. Mm-hmm. And there were some people like two rows behind us, like this, this like guy and girl, and they just made out the whole time. Nice, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which you know, probably youth group got away, got away, get a little naked in while you can. I respect the hustle. Well, John, I don't know about you. I would love to thank our patron, every single one of our patrons. All of them. Every one of them. But I would especially like to thank, by name, those who donate at the 10 or above tier. I need some, We need some kind, of, some kind of name for them. The Oddites. The Oddites, <laughs> yes. I don't know. <laughs> those precious, precious individuals are Mr. Daniel Hendrick, Mr. James White, Mr. Chris Tipton, Mr. Derek Reeves, Ms. Sharon Craig, the Dapper Man, Mr. J.D. Westfall, Ms. Jackie B., Todd Glover, Mr. Tyler Bond, Mr. Thomas Williams, Sherry Heron, Ms. Jane Updegraff, and McWill. Thank you so much for donating to the show. Absolutely. It is all of you guys, really. Y'all allow us to continue to record this show despite protests from both of our families. (laughs) (laughs) They just calmed down. Yeah, she didn't mention anything about it. Thank y'all so much. So, so, so much.
Yeah, we really appreciate it. I'm humbled that anybody would actually pay money to listen to more of us. But if you're out there and you're not, you hadn't joined up the Patreon, go ahead. I got some pretty cool stories to talk about in the episode, in the extended portion of our episode. Mm-hmm. You're, y'all are really missing out on some gold <laughs> stuff. I just humbly say so. Right, and join our Discord, but if you are a patron, that entitles Special. you to a patrons-only thread That's in right. our Discord where... We get to talk about the ethics of using marital aids. Yeah. Some right. might say the ins and outs <laughs> of marital aids. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. And um, the pros and cons of, of if you should do that or not. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, join up. But if you can't join up, which is understandable, too. You know, we all got bills to pay, lives to live. Mm-hmm. The least you could do, we ask, is just to tell a friend about us. Right. Just tell or an enemy. Person. You could tell an enemy about us. It's fine with me. Right. So maybe they can uh, join in on the fun, too. Mm-hmm. We all like to laugh, and we want to make people laugh, and me and Tiny aren't out to hurt anybody. We just want to have a little fun. And so if you have a friend that you think would enjoy it, just share this episode with them. What do you got coming up in the extended section, John? I got a man who... Got in a little trouble for being a little too intimate with himself. That's right. Yeah, just a touch too intimate. I, I have questions myself because okay. I think as far as I think we're actually in the same boat as far as our right. understanding of the law. Maybe my so. my friend Thomas will call in and enlighten <laughs> us later on. Yeah, we're gonna learn. Yeah. And then we're also going to talk about a lady who thought she was a chicken. Okay. No, no joke. Okay. And that has been linked to depression. Ah, so that she's not a chicken is, has made her depressed. We shall see. Okay. All right. <laughs> you got anything else? Nope. I just want to thank everybody for listening once again. Go buy some Cajun Curl. Order it offline. Um, get it at your local grocery store. If your local grocer doesn't have it, ask them to order some for you. Yeah. And get it on the shelves. Well, you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, we're on them all. Yep. If you would like to write into the show, you can get us. We are earthoddity at planetmail.net. Mm-hmm. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. Okay. And if you'd like to look at pictures, we have an extremely talented guy yeah. who runs our Instagram account. <laughs> I tell you, I'm humble. <laughs> but I don't want to brag, but I do a great job with it. You can look at those awesome pictures that are okay pictures, like okay Photoshop, but they really spring to life when they the, get posted to Instagram. That's right. Yeah. You can check those out. I've been on a hot streak, <laughs> you know, getting them up. I got this last one up before you even send it to me. <laughs> yeah. And I had to show you that when we were arguing online. You got on with facts and logic. <laughs> I did. Okay. You can check those out, underscore Earth Oddity on Instagram. But the best way to get in touch with us is our phone number. What's that's our right. phone number? 662 662- Four nine three two zero five nine. We hope everyone out there has an excellent week. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love this y'all. This has been Bye. a very odd production. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.